Welcome to the Davy Tree Expert Company's podcast, Talking Trees. I'm your host, Doug Oster. Each episode showcases one of Davy's certified arborists sharing advice with everyone about caring for your trees and landscapes. We'll talk about everything from introduced pests, seasonal tree care, deer damage, how to make your trees thrive, and much, much more. Tune in every Thursday to learn more because here at the Talking Trees podcast, we know trees are the answer. Welcome back, tree and nature lovers. Before we get to our guest, a reminder that you can get free tree seeds as part of the Davy Planting Project in celebration of Arbor Day. All you need to do is send an email requesting seeds to this address. It's podcasts, plural, at davy.com. Let me spell that for you. P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at davy.com. That's D-A-V-E-Y. We'll get those seeds right out to you. This week, I'm joined by Chrissy Balk. She is a technical advisor for the Davy Institute. And Chrissy, I think we're already kind of kindred spirits. You are from my hometown of Cleveland. Uh, you love plants like I do. And we were supposed to do this podcast yesterday, which had to take the dog to the vet. And I was worried all day long. I was checking my text, hoping everything was okay and everything was all right. Uh, so what's next? Are, are we going to have to trade recipes and get a play date for the dogs when I come to visit my friends in Cleveland? Maybe plant some trees together. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dogs and trees are, are basically my life along with fungi. So, <laughs> so we're a little bit out of my wheelhouse for the topic today, the science of trees. So you're going to have to uh, you're going to have to school me. Let's start off with, with photosynthesis. Now I'm going back to like, you know, sixth grade trying to, you know, fill out all those little things on a, a leaf to say, what's what I bet when you were doing that in school, you got everything right. I did always love science. There was, there was always math and science for me. Don't ask me how to spell a word though. <laughs> but, but, you know, in general, photosynthesis is pretty easy. Basically, the plant just needs um, the chlorophyll, which is what takes in the light energy. And then it also needs CO2 and then water. And it takes those things and then converts it um, into food for the plant, which is basically carbohydrates. Um, and also releases that oxygen that we benefit from every day, right, that we breathe and helps us to basically live. So that's, that's photosynthesis in a nutshell. Well, sure, we know, you know, one of the great benefits of trees is creating that oxygen that we breathe. Uh, let's talk a couple other scientific facts about trees. How about uh, using trees for stormwater problems? Is that something that's happening? So, yeah, trees are great for stormwater runoff. They uptake a lot of that excess water and they also kind of create a barrier for that water. So it moves more slowly through the soil. Therefore, you're not overwhelming, you know, the storm systems and potentially causing flooding and stuff. So they really help in that in that sense. Um, trees are also great to help prevent erosion because of their roots, they kind of hold the soil together. So that's another you know big benefit in terms of things that we can use them for in the environment besides you know their beauty and their oxygen source. Um, I could go on all day about the benefits of trees though. <laughs> Keep going then, I wanna hear all the benefits of trees. <laughs> 
they also clean the air, right? So they can take out um, CO2. Obviously, like I said before, they use CO2 to um, create photosynthesis. So they take CO2 out of our air, which we know there's way too much of that. And that causes a lot of issues um, in terms of, you know, climate change and stuff like that. So it actually takes that out and other pollutants out of the air. Uh, so they just have so many different benefits like that. Basically, if there's a problem in nature, trees can can solve it. <laughs> At least I think so. Well, another benefit of trees is that, you know, they make us happier as humans. So, you know, there's been a lot of studies done that in neighborhoods where there's not a lot of trees, like my neighborhood um, in Cleveland, uh, it tends, people tend to be less happy. There tends to be more crime, things like that. And then if, you know, you go to a neighborhood where there's a lot of trees, people tend to be happier and less crime. It just makes people happy. It's proven. Um, so I'm currently trying to plant many trees on my on my street. I don't have a large lawn, but I've already planted five trees on it somehow, you know. So I'm trying to bring that kind of energy to my area and just, you know, make sure my neighbors understand the importance of trees and how happy they can make us and how they can benefit us. You know, they can help your house cool down. They can, again, take that stormwater up for you. They do a lot of things to actually save you money as a homeowner. So I try to always tell my neighbors, like, it's not just me being the crazy tree lady. Plant your trees because they're going to save you money, make you happier, do all these things, right? Um, so they just, they're just awesome. And it's such an easy thing to do, you know, and there's so many cool programs out now, too, that, you know, a lot of cities are trying to help people to plant trees and give them options for that provide free sources. You know, Arbor Day always has cool ideas for giving you free trees. So there's always options for people to plant these trees. We just need more people to do it and then take care of them after, right? If you're not taking care of a tree after you plant it, then it's not going to thrive in the urban environment. So that's another thing we have to be aware of. So what did you put in in your property? I have a magnolia and then I have two, um, two arborvitaes. I guess I might have lied. Maybe there was only maybe there's only three trees now. But I have a lot of other plants. A few rhododendrons and hydrangeas and stuff like that. I tried planting on the tree lawn this year, but then the plows came and took everything out. So I'll have to replant this year. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of bummed out by that. But whatever fits and will and will thrive. So why magnolias? I just think they're beautiful and they're pretty hardy trees. So you know, those two things put together. And also I said, you know, before I don't have a large lawn, I live in Cleveland. So it's a smaller tree. You know, I'm not going to plant like a Dawn Redwood in front of my house because it's just going to get way too big too quick. Um, so I tried to pick a medium sized tree that would look beautiful, although it's already starting to uh, bud out right now. And I'm a little nervous. It's, it's getting faked out as magnolias do. They always bloom one of the first things to bloom and then, and then a frost usually comes. So hopefully that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. So I also have a magnolia and I love it. Whoever planted it, planted it kind of in the woods, which is a kind of a weird spot. And every few years I don't get the blossoms, but for the most part, even though they, they, you know, like right now in your situation and my situation, the buds are swelling. You don't know what's going to happen for the most part they bloom. And when they do, Talk about happiness. Yes. When those flowers are out, boy, you can't help but smile, right? Yeah. And I mean, that's a main reason I planted it um, because of that. You know, it's just 
they're beautiful and they're plentiful. So, and their canopies are just really large and pronounced. I just think they have really pretty canopies, <laughs> um, which my street needs. You know, there's, as I said, there's not a lot of trees and I'm trying. And so I wanted something that stood out and, you know, kind of made the neighbors jealous in a way that makes them want to plant trees. So I'm on the mend. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your path to to the job that you do and your love of trees and obviously a love of science. Yeah, yeah. So I I grew up in Buffalo, New York, and every weekend my parents would take us on a hike or something like that. You know, I grew up going to the Adirondacks as our our family vacation every year. So I grew up in nature, really. So that started it for me. But then I went to college at St. Lawrence, um, which is upstate New York, you know, near the Adirondacks. And there I found, you know, classes that I could take that were ethnobotany and botany and mycology. So it kind of brought all things plant pathology together for me um, and made me realize, you know, I love all these things. I love fungi. I love trees. I love plants. And so after that, I went to Alaska um, on an internship and collected native plant seeds for a while. It was awesome. Loved that. Decided I really want to work with trees and fungi. So I, you know, did some research, found plant pathology, and then I got my master's at Ohio State for that. Um, And here I am. Then I came to Davy with all of that. So I've, I've had a pretty, I like to call that, I call it fate, basically. Every time something's happened in my life, it seems just pretty natural, Um, and I guess that, you know, it's kind of funny. It's been a natural thing for me, nature and trees and, um, but yeah, that was kind of my track and it's, it's definitely a little weirder than I made it seem. Um, there's, you know, some bumps in the road, of course, but, um, yeah, I just, it was, this is where I was supposed to end up, you know, working with trees, teaching people about it, getting them excited about them, getting them excited about fungi because that's how I got into it, you know, excited people talking about it and it makes people want to learn and makes them want to plant trees and do all these things. And we need them, you know, they're the, the fate of our future. So yeah, that was my path. <laughs> so Buffalo, Cleveland, Alaska, I'm seeing a pattern here. <laughs> I like cold weather. Cold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do not like the heat. That is for sure. <laughs> I want to talk about fungi. Tell me a little bit about how fungi works with your working with trays. Yeah. Yeah. So we deal with fungi all the time um, in the, in the world of arboriculture. And most people think all mushrooms and fungi are bad, you know, and there's so many good ones and there's even ones that actually form a symbiotic relationship with plants called mycorrhizae fungi. And they form basically new roots with the trees and the fungi help the trees to uptake nutrients and whatnot. And then um, in return, they take some, the fungi take nutrients from the tree so that they can survive and thrive, you know, cause they can't make their own food like plants can. So they, they form this symbiotic relationship and they can be really beneficial for each other. So that's one way fungi are great. Um, another way is, you know, they decay all the, you know, excess um, matter. And if we didn't have decay fungi, then we'd have just 
piles of debris in the forest, right? We need that there to, to uptake that and, and degrade it. And I know that another one of your expertise with plant pathology are diseases. Mm-hmm. That can be a that can be a sad thing for a homeowner, but it can also be a relief. And and so let's talk about one where and I hear about it all the time is maple leaves with a black spot on there. It looks really scary, but what is it? Oh, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about without seeing it. That's a tar spot on um, maple. And in general, it is harmless. It's not something that we even recommend you spray for, but it is just a fungus that causes those leaf spots. They're very dark. They do look scary, but they're, they're not actually doing any harm to the plant. The only thing they're really doing is covering up some spaces on those leaves so that the leaf can't produce, you know, more energy from that. It's covering up that spot to not, um, not allow photosynthesis, basically. So that's the problem with that. But in general, it's harmless and nothing you should worry too much about. As a plant pathologist, what are you worried about? Is there, are there things that, that, that you're looking at now that are expanding and that you con- are concerned about? Or there are too many things to even talk about that you're concerned about? Yeah, I was going to say, that's an that's a opening a can of worms. And, you know, as a plant pathologist, I tend to love the reaction of, you know, a disease with its house plant. Um, but the main thing that came to mind when you said that was... I've been looking into a pine wilt nematode recently and pine wilt nematode is actually a nematode that causes uh, pine trees to die in, you know, within a month it kills these trees. And it's actually a pretty cool complex. So pine sawyer beetles actually vector this pine wilt nematode um, and vector them into the tree. And then typically the nematode actually has a blue stain fungus on it too. And so all these things kind of come together um, to stress the tree out. And ultimately, the nematode kills the tree, but the blue stain fungus also clogs up the vascular system of the tree. But the reason I'm nervous about this disease particularly is because our temperature, you know, there's climate change temperatures going up in general in the world. Um, These nematodes thrive with the heat. So it's becoming more prevalent. And that's really worrisome in terms of our pines, you know, on the East Coast in the forest. And I just don't want it to turn into something like sudden oak death in the West. So it's something that I think we all need to be aware of, that it's becoming more of a problem and it kills the trees, you know, within a few months, sometimes weeks. So that's my main worry when you said that. <laughs> Yeah, and and so at this point, is there any uh, is there anything we can do or or not? Yeah, there's some products that you can use, um, and it depends on you know who you talk to, um, how how effective they are. Um, but there's some nematicides like emmectin uh, benzoate can be effective um, towards treating uh, pine wilt nematode. But timing is really important, and once the tree if the tree's already infected, you can't, you know, do anything. So this would be more of a preventative. It would not be something that would get rid of the nematode once the tree was infected. So, and again, it depends on who you talk to, how effective they think it is and whatnot. 
Um, there's not a ton of research that was put out in terms of eff efficacy. So that's the only worry I have there. Um, but there are options uh, that we can, you know, take into our consideration and use. But um, I think just being aware also that this is something that is becoming more prevalent. If we are aware and know it's coming, then we can be on the lookout and preventatively treat trees. So um, timing is everything with these kind of things. It's always scary when, you know, some disease or pest, you know, becomes uh, an issue, but it seems oftentimes, hopefully nature finds a balance. <laughs> cross. I always cross my fingers when I'm talking to somebody like you, Chrissy, because that description was scary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm never, I'm never the, uh, I always bear the bad news. This is, I make jokes like, this is why I don't go onto properties. You know, this is why I'm not a sales artist. Like, cause I, I tend to, you know, bring the negative, but uh, yeah, it's scary. It is scary. And especially things like that with climate change, you know, you hope that nature can mend itself like it's done so many times over again, but it's always worrisome, especially with, you know, invasive pests and stuff like that, invasive species of, um, you know, fungi, anything. It's all just scary. And it seems like we can't really learn to uh, learn from ourselves, learn from our past mistakes. We keep making the same ones. And that's also scary. Uh, things you can do, though, to prevent, you know, so much worry um, from certain diseases or pests, don't plant the same tree. Don't do a monoculture, right? That's something so big that we can take away from this. If you're planting a few different trees, plant three different species, you know, plant four different species. Um, or if you're planting just one tree on your block, if your block's filled with a bunch of um, sycamore, then plant something else. Just don't have that monoculture. Therefore, if there is something you know, rolling through that's affecting your, you know, one tree, hopefully it's not going to affect yours. You only lose one tree as opposed to all 20. So that's a huge thing to remember. Well, that's great advice. Let's finish on a positive note. Tell me what you get out of your job, what the best thing is. I love just making people excited to learn about trees um, and fungi, just getting them aware of how important they are but just getting them excited. I'm usually, you know, I'm a pretty like bubbly person. And again, I learned to love trees and fungi because of the teachers I had. They were so excited about it. So I just love when my energy kind of goes off on someone else and I see it myself through them, you know, and their excitement through of trees and fungi. And I know that I kind of brought that to them. I love that I can teach about it all day. It's really great. Well, when I come back to visit in Cleveland, I expect to see that neighborhood that you're living in filled with trees down the entire street, okay? <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Chrissy. Thank you. Have a great day. Tune in every Thursday to the Talking Trees podcast from the Davy Tree Expert Company. I'm your host, Doug Oster. Next week, we'll continue our month-long celebration of Arbor Day with some great stories, fun interviews, and how about a little forest bathing, too? <laughs> Don't forget to email podcasts at davy.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at davy, D-A-V-E-Y.com for your free tree seeds 
as part of the Davy Planting Project, a celebration of Arbor Day, as I said. You've got till April 30th to get those requests in. And as always on the Talking Trees podcast, we know the trees are the answer. 